you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms, on Twitter at Tinfoil Hat Cast, on Instagram at Tinfoil Hat Pod, or all comedy t-shirts.com, email us at Tinfoil Hat Pod at gmail.com. Foil Hat, Foil Hat. Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. <laughs> Open your mind. <laughs> Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. And welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know who we are. You know what we're here to do. Uh, we're extremely excited to have our guest on. Uh, we'll bring her in two seconds. We just got to kind of push a couple things. This Tuesday, tomorrow night, we'll be the. We're adding a second comedy chaos. The first comedy chaos sold out, so we had a second one. Is this is the uh, first time you've ever done that. I've, I, this is the first time I've ever tried to do two main room shows and sold out. Yeah, so we're going. So we got we got Joe Rogan, Theo Vaughn, Eddie Bravo, Burt Kreischer, myself, Jason Rouse, Eleanor Kerrigan. So uh, those tickets should sell as well. So come out. It's going to be nothing but chaos. Uh, tons of partying. L.A. Speedweed. At, abstract absolute abstract karma tequila and our friends at dream donuts are all sponsoring the show so that should be great and then august 15th i am with jim florentine at the um at the comedy palace for com- uh, comedy rampage uh those tickets are moving quickly so grab those really quick and quick announcement november 3rd tinfall hat will be live at the seeker group in houston that day's just been added so we're gonna start doing that stand up with a podcast eddie bravo off the grid myself and i should be fun so that is the business we gotta get into it now we're so excited to have her on the show i've been following her for a while uh she's braver than brave uh she is the truth out there so we're honored that she she's been She's been on Rogan. She's been on Duncan. And now we're proud to have her on Tim Foyle. Please welcome Abby Martin, everybody. Thanks so much, you guys. Abby. Really appreciate it. You are loved by the comedians. Thank you. I'm yeah, loved by been someone, adopted. man. You're loved by everybody. Thanks, dude. Appreciate You're- it. Not by the fucking DC bastards and, you know, yeah. belly the beast. Well, you take power. You're talking truth to power. Very true. You're living a dangerous life, <laughs> treading in dangerous waters, man. Yeah, well, you know, we'll get uh, we'll get into uh, real quick. Um, tell us about your podcast. I know you got Empire Files, right? Yeah, so Empire Files is an investigative documentary series and interview series on Telesort English, which is a Latin American hub for basically just counter countering this corporate media hegemony that tells us what to think and who our fucking enemies are. Right? It's very cartoonish what we're told by the corporate media of who to hate um, and who we should invade. So that's a really amazing encounter to that and also i have a media roots radio with my brother on mediaroots.org that you guys should check out that's a, a podcast I, I i just wonder what your parents must think are they just like abby be safe i mean i get called my mother called me when there was a hostage situation at trader joe's and she's like sam are you at that are you at trader joe's there's a hostage situation i'm like mom do you think i could answer my phone if there was a ho- if i saw a hostage right now you would though sam you would be looking at your twitter account yeah for sure 
situation. For I sure. try to lie when I'm going places, and I'm like, no, it's not going to be like last time. I'm not going to do anything crazy. I'm just going to go there and you know do do normal stuff. And and then when after it's all done, then I tell them what happened. But um, my mom's very supportive and very radical, and she's really on point with our politics. She must so she be just, super proud. Yeah, she is. She is. But so where does this all begin? You know, I, I you've been on a couple like, th- a couple mm-hmm. podcasts, but I've never really understood where does this all begin? This this chase for truth and the fact that you know you really are what when people think of news reporters you really are what i believe is a real news reporter not this kind of talking mannequin head that goes on and we've seen you know uh, on msnbc fox news and all that stuff like did you always want to be a reporter and what at what point do you kind of realize that okay what's What's going on right now in mainstream media isn't what I want to get right. into. Well, it sickens me. Yeah, like you said, these mannequins, right? I mean, these people who are up there talking about mass atrocities, especially as Americans who are literally sponsoring this death and destruction around the world. And they can just sit up there um, just with a stone cold expression talking about this shit. And I just never really understood that. So I'm kind of in the vein of, you know, the network, that guy who's like, we're mad as hell. And we're not going to take it anymore because how could you not be once you see what's going on? It started off with anti-war act. And that's, I think, the streak that still runs through me today, this this vehement anti-imperialist streak that really during the Iraq war, I mean, I think we all, uh, for the most part, bought into, you know, 9-11. We bought into the Afghanistan war at that time, um, even though it made no fucking sense why we were going to go and invade Afghanistan when they did nothing to us. But then the media switched over to Iraq. Just one day, uniformly, the media just started talking about about Saddam Hussein. And I remember talking to my mom, being like, did did something happen that I missed? Like, what the fuck happened? Did Saddam bomb us? Did he say something? Um, So then, then it just started unraveling where you have to question, you know, it's not just the Bush administration, it's the Democrats, because Pelosi, of course, wasn't impeaching Bush, and they were just like laying down like a carpet for these war crimes, right, in the, in the Bush administration. And then you have to question, well, why is the media doing this? Why are they selling this? Um, and and basically, you realize that it's all part of the same system, and, and the media is essentially a, an arm of the empire, and it's weaponized to sell this propaganda and to paint these narratives to make us complacent. I mean, Chomsky covers it very well, what the corporate media is used for. So, ever since then I mean I, I I remember I'll never forget this I was in San Diego State which is a huge fucking military community too oh yeah for it's sure disgusting. and they were bombing Baghdad and I'm crying and these assholes around me are cheering and I was just like, this is this is fucking sick. We've never done anything to these people. How could you possibly support this? But then it just you realize that you can't get your message out about anything. It doesn't matter if it's war, food, human rights, because the media is completely controlled. And once you really understand how the media functions as that arm of the empire, you realize that you need to channel, you know, new mediums of information, whether it be podcasts or blogs or, you know, taking a camera and just being a citizen journalist and starting to cover these things in front of you to fill that gap. Um, And so that's what I did. I I realized that I needed to channel that anti-war activism and energy into like a media structure to talk about these issues. And so that's always been my drive. And ever since then, you know, I started my own media organization. I started covering uh, Oakland, which is where I moved after San Diego. The police state popped off in my backyard with Occupy Oakland. Um, and then RT was kind of the, used me as the liaison because I was wondering why a Russian channel was the only one that gave a shit about Occupy Wall Street. Right. You know, and everyone else was right. making it. So, you know, it just all snowballed from there. And then they offered me a show to basically express uh, my views on an international stage. And I couldn't say no. And, you know, after leaving RT and seeing how insane the Russia phobia shit has become, 
It's amazing. I mean, especially being there, having the primetime opinion show, being able to speak out against Putin several yeah. times and yes. keep my job. Right. And then to have this kind of cartoonish depiction of what RT is and just Russia in general is very insulting because I experienced, I lived it, and I understand that corp- I would I was able to say and do much more than any corporate media anchor ever will. Uh, well, when you challenge people on like what what has Russia done to us, when you actually oh, go, right. what is the actual thing that they've done? We've never been into war with them. We've actually been like you know we, we proxy wars through Al Qaeda, but in terms of the U.S. versus Russia, there's never been that. The Cold War is just a label that has been labeled to sound like it's a war when they just used it. Later on, we found out that Russia wasn't doing any of this giant arms thing because they couldn't afford it. I remember being a kid watching us send aid to Russia, and I always felt that it was so weird that we're sending aid to Russia when we're in this kind of <laughs> war. I'm like, at very early, I go, that makes something else is going on. Right. It, it makes no sense. So I go, what is actually that Russia has done to us like that makes us th- these giant enemy? And nobody has an answer. It's just a regurgitation of sound point, uh, bits that they hear on the nightly news. I go, who's more likely to... Do something bad to you, uh, a giant international corporation or mm-hmm. the Russian government. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like really true, like 5G, uh, all these marches this end cancer and all that stuff. It's like simple. Tell these corporations stop putting that shit in the food and we'll stop having that. Russia really isn't the problem. Uh, you know, the BBC, no one has a problem with the BBC. And, and the and this foreign entity news that and the, when was the last time we were we were in a war with England. Before we were in a yeah. war with Russia, we haven't been in a war with any Russia. Yeah, so state-sponsored like, media is fine if it's if it's by a U.S. ally, you know, Britain, and then even Al Jazeera, which was called the terrorist network after 9/11, and now that's been placated and basically accepted by the mainstream establishment. But we even had fucking CIA goons studying the lower cryons of Al Jazeera, thinking they were depicting like Al Qaeda messages, and some con artist actually conned the CIA into like giving them tens of millions of dollars because that's how fucking dumb they are. But also, it shows you just how bizarre this like reality is that that's okay a qatari theocratic dictatorship running a news organization that has its own interests but but rt is you know awful and, and you have this move by trump and we can get into what trump is because you know there's some white hat stuff and some black hat stuff um you know but him trying to make peace with north korea whether that's real or not but it seems to be an attempt and him to make peace with russia which seems to be like when we got a saber rattle to get the military budgets up that, those are the two things that we use to actually get the more money from the government and here he is trying to make peace with them or what appears to be peace and people are flipping out which is why they're going even harder on this anti-trump stuff because you know i mean every president anybody who who plays in that area that that field has is a war criminal my mm-hmm, opinion mm-hmm. you put santa claus mm-hmm. in the <laughs> into the presidency he'll be a war criminal right. within two weeks right <laughs> he'll be striking doing illegal strikes and shit like that right. he won't be ho 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 anymore you know <laughs> so it, it, it's just a very interesting thing um so then you moved off from rt mm-hmm. and then you've been doing some amazing stuff with israel now We'll get into Israel a little later, but I want to talk about, because we always get asked, aren't you worried about getting suicided, right? Like, and we always talk well, about- Well, that explains, this is perfect why we changed locations last minute. <laughs> we went into a bunker with one way. I'm yeah. watching We're the We're underground injury. right now. Yeah, yeah, keep moving, keep moving. 
Um, do you ever worry about that? I always think about that. Like you go right into you know Gaza Strip and all that stuff. Do you ever worry about that? Because you are this voice of criticism to this giant mechanism that seems to have no problem with taking anybody out who who, who shines light on what's really going on. Well, I always say within the borders of the U.S., you're the safest because you're safe from U.S. bombs. But um, I think that Israel is is definitely the most worrisome aspect and actor that you're going after because we know what they do just in terms of lobbying and also just the spine. Um, there was just an amazing documentary by Al Jazeera, again, <laughs> going back to Al Jazeera, about the spine apparatus that Israel's employed in in the UK. Mm-hmm. And the shit that they are doing there is unbelievable. I mean, setting up honeypots, shell operations to try to discredit activists and um, pro-Palestinian people to, to the extent that you can't even trace it. And unless they had these hidden body cameras on them, you would never even know. Unfortunately, Al Jazeera actually kowtowed to the Israeli lobby and they are not releasing a documentary in the U.S. yet that exposes a similar kind of thing. But to your point, yes, of course, it's it's really scary, especially going up about to Israel because we know what happened to Rachel Corey, who was basically run over by a bulldozer blocking a settlement process. And they've shelled journalists uh, nonstop. I mean, we know what they do to Palestinians. We just saw multiple journalists get purposefully executed by Israeli snipers um, during this last great march of return. So they do not give a shit. And I think that, uh, you know, anyone who, who can document these war crimes is a hero. Um, and it is, it's no joke what Israel does to journalists. They literally do not care. And there's no repercussions Percussions on an international stage. But as far as the U.S., I feel like, you know, the best thing that they can do to me here is just slander the hell out of me and marginalize me, you know, and, and call me a conspiracy theorist and, and a Russian agent. I think that they've been so successful at that in the mainstream that that's enough. Um, but Does yeah. that bother you when you get called a conspiracy theorist? I mean... No, because I know, you know, it's it's an honor to be slandered by the neoliberal, like, punditry blob that uh, that basically work for all of these horrible corporate media publications um, and that just are part and parcel of this terrible system. So I'm, I'm honored. I, th- I wear it as a badge of honor. Um, but, yeah, no, it's disgusting because you, you and I both know where the term conspiracy theorist even came from. I mean, it came after people were questioning the JFK assassination. And all of a sudden, you started to hear this label be put out by corporate media. And if you look in the archives of these records before then, it was barely that was not a thing at all. So this was actually a concerted effort on behalf of the establishment to shut down questioning and rational debate. And now, unfortunately, the term has become so just kind of all-encompassing that it's insane. I mean, very visible, blatant conspiracies are now just like laughed off because you're crazy if you talk about that. And conspiracies are a normal thing. They happen all the time. People conspire to kill people. People conspire to do crazy shit. I mean, that extort people. This is what Wall Street is. Wall Street's an open conspiracy to basically just rob everyone. Well, you know, know, people people use it now to just diss something that they they either either done no research in right or that they're scared to admit that maybe something might be going on so they'd rather call it conspiracy theorists and brush it off and actually take a look at it you know, you've talked a lot about the mainstream media and stuff uh any thoughts on julian assange and what, what's going on because it seems like we're entering uh a d-day phase i i think mm-hmm. we are where mm-hmm. it's like there comes a time where he's gonna have to move out of this embassy and 
is this the death of media? I mean, like we're seeing a guy who, like, only a couple years ago, put out the stuff hailed. about all the, the 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 war crimes happening and during these wars, and he was kind of hailed by what the liberals are. And now there seems to be this very quiet, nothing from the liberal side because he's blamed for Hillary losing this this election. And um, any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I wanted to say something else really quickly about the conspiracy theory thing. Well, I think sure. it's really funny that, you know, the government obviously conspires on a daily basis, but for some reason, any questioning of anything that's happened that the government tells us or the corporate media, you're a conspiracy theorist. And that's just amazing because we know just from historical records how much, like, you know, false flags are a real thing, oh. Gulf of Tonkin, et cetera. So it's just insulting, I think, to any critical thinker that um, that's just laughed off and dismissed. In you terms of Julian score. Assange. We keep score. We all keep score. Yeah. They don't, we call them gold fish yeah. because they only care what's right in front right, of them right. in their little bowl yeah. and they don't care they don't remember what happened like Mueller this guy who's investigating this Russian tide that's going on for two years and indicting anybody but anybody who might have affected the election was also the guy that just basically lied about the 9-11s and, and brushed uh, all the evidence under the rug and basically took a corrupt investigation and pushed it forward that nobody wants to even take a look at that sold uh, uranium to the Russians it's like how are you investigating the Russians when you worked with the Russians? Oh yeah and all these fucking neocons have been rebranded and yeah. now they're just like normalized resistance leaders I mean yeah. we're talking about Bill Crystal, and then you look at this, this, this think tank that continues to be referenced in almost every corporate news article about the Russian bots and the Russian trolls and the Russian propaganda. It's called Hamilton 68 Dashboard. Sounds very innocuous. Well, you look on the board of directors and it's literally a rock war architects, you know, from from Bush, the Bush administration, yeah. like Michael Chertoff, well, Paul Crystal, all these people. And it's like, wait, we're being fucking conned. We are being conned. And uh, to your point about Julian Assange, I think Assange is a hero for what he's done. I think it's a huge disgrace um, that people have become such partisan hacks that they actually look. I, I disagree personally with the political bent that he's you know gone on where he's become a little bit more right wing or alt right sympath uh, sympathetic to the alt right. That does not like mean anything in terms right. of his heroism, what he's done, his journalism. He needs to be safe. Um, and taking away his internet was was exactly what did him in, I think, because how the fuck can you survive in there without yeah. the internet? I think he's all right only because the target changes. You know, when I did when I did uh, Mark Marin, he goes, well, all these conspiracy theorists are, are, are uh, all right guys. And I go, well, because right now it's Obama, Hillary and all that group that's in in the, the, the scope. When, you know, if you want to talk 9-11, then we flip all the way to the alt-left, and now we're going after that side. And it's all the same game. There's no real right or left. It's just like there's the only thing that matters is straight corruption and money, right? So, so where do we get our news that's unpoisoned and unfiltered? Like, because I tell Sam, I'm like, he'll show, give me articles and I'll give him articles. I'm like, are we even using the same internet? Like, mm -hmm, how mm -hmm. do we get information? Where well, do you get? Where do you believe that we should get the information? Well, I wanted to say I think that you know there is something called the false left-right paradigm in terms of the political spectrum in the U.S. Because you're right, there is no literally no difference between the both parties in terms of war, surveillance, all of these horrible issues, and especially with the social issues that they like to paint as different, very minute differences between you know immigration, etc. So it's all bullshit. But I think that there is a very real you know political spectrum on the ground. The left has no representation at all in in politics. So it's just 
just it upsets me when I see you know people using the left as like the reason why this country is so fucked up. Because I'm like, what did we? Oh, do? it's not at all. Uh, <laughs> it's insane. It's not at all. Yeah. The DNC represents the left, yeah. and it's, Isn't that insulting? it's they're yeah. they're corrupt, and it's you know I've talked about it on Jimmy before. They they are the Washington generals. They right. are made to throw the game. They are not right. trying to win. Right. And that's what they're getting paid to do. Right. The leaders are meant to be like, oh, we're losing. Oh, we're lo- mm-hmm. we got nobody to put out. We're such losers. And it's like that's all being done on purpose because change comes from the left. F- through history, you know, we have conservatives versus liberals and progressives. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. And mass movements in the street have always pushed the policy. It's never been the Democrats. They've always been resistant to this shit. And you're right. They, they serve as kind of that pressure valve um, for people to think that there's something changing and then they can hijack that revolutionary rhetoric and push forward just basically neoliberal corporatism and it suits. Um, They're all fucking criminals. How do I get my news? Look, the news um, is run by basically right-wing billionaires and multinational corporations. So you have the Infowars, the Breitbarts, like these are all, you know, kind of um, snake oil shit run by the Koch brothers, the Mercers, and then you have basically the neoliberal blob uh, corporate media. Everything from MSNBC down to BuzzFeed, Daily Beast. I mean, 90% of all corporate media is owned by five corporations. It controls, I'm sorry, um, five corporations control 90% of everything we see here and read. And that is encompasses all of these outlets, you know, and, and they seem like they're different because they're branded for millennials, even Vice, but it's all the same shit. And, and all of these corporate media outlets are all subsidized by banks, oil corporations, um, and defense contractors. That's why you see, you know, commercials for BP and, and fucking Boeing when you're watching like MSNBC. It's like, who are you talking to? And I just saw Chris Hayes today respond to someone asking why MSNBC hasn't covered the refugee like mass drownings in the Mediterranean. And he was like, it doesn't do good for ratings. <laughs> And, and so, you know, we need to stop pleading for these outlets to cover shit. I mean, I get my news from grassroots, people's funded media, because that's really all you you know that you can trust. Are there it, any literally donated. that you would suggest? Yeah, I love Counterpunch. Counterpunch is a regular one. Um, I, Real News Network, I listen to daily. Obviously, Democracy Now!'s headlines are really good, even though I disagree with the foreign policy bent. Um, Truth Out, Common Dreams, just like little grassroots outlets um, that really you can trust because they're not funded by billionaires or corporations. Uh, unfortunately, that's the world that we live in today. It's really hard to wade through and, and become media literate because of the inundation of information and just things are happening at such a rapid pace. But that's a way to filter it. You 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 know, it's really important to look at the corporate media and see what they're saying. Um, and but but also get that alternative take so you can become a critical thinker, understand why the news is being shaped for you the way it is. Do you get uh I, I get really nervous when an event happens and everybody's covering it so quickly. It's fucking creepy, right? Right. You know, it's like, like the Syria chemical weapons. Thing. Yeah, and it's just like everybody's got the same take, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'm not gonna get you too deep in the conspiracy. at the end I'd like to throw a couple conspiracies get your take yeah, out we'll sure. do that a little later but sure. let's say something like the vegas shooting right when I, I was at a gig during it and i sat down i turned on tv and it was just like it was on and then we had people in suits makeup already boom at the seat within two seconds of this thing mm-hmm. going down and it makes you wonder like how how are they that ready that quickly and then everybody cnn msnbc fox news every news outlet is 
boom, right there covering it. And it makes you wonder, like, how did they know what was going on that quickly to set up? I mean, because we've all done television and we know yeah. how long it takes to even get anything set up to go, to have all the coordinate everybody together. It takes a massive effort to get even the smallest shoot done together. But now everybody's there at one second. It's like, and everybody's covering the same angle. Mm-hmm. It just makes you wonder what's going on. And It's really creepy when, you know, the serial chemical weapons thing, for example, and my brother did a documentary called A Very Heavy Agenda that compiles all of these news clips back when Obama was president when this happened, because it keeps happening, because they keep generating this outrage to see, you know, to, to invoke basically regime change. Back when Obama was president, the news actually did like pre-programming for the chemical weapons, and they're like, he's going to launch a chemical attack. And it's like, well, if you knew he's going to launch a chemical attack, how come... We're going to stop it. It's yeah. like it's like for two weeks, they were just like planting the seed. And then, of course, it happens. Wow, it happens. Right. Um, and, and you just saw the same thing under Trump where ever. I mean, it didn't matter where you turned. It was the same story and it was being covered in the same way. And it was like, well, what are we going to do about it? Uh, it was really fucking creepy when you think that everyone's getting a line to read or everyone's just that much of a, a, a vessel that they just know what they Talking need to do. Point. Yeah. Talking, I mean, we saw when Obama was in, when we used to think Obama was a good guy, yeah. and everybody got outraged because, you know, this memo from Fox News got out and gave them the talking points of what mm-hmm. everybody, and we all kind of lost our, we flipped our lids, like, hey, dude, that's not news, that's that's programming. And then the Sinclair News came right. out, where it was like all these local news, and I always said, man, everybody's worried about the nightly news, it's the local, it's the news, local news where the damage is really being done, because nobody's watching that stuff and they're just banging stuff down and banging it banging it and it's just like what you don't buy all the news not to control the news you don't buy up you know all the media not to control the message and the notion that this this couldn't happen or that couldn't happen you know again i I love mark maron i was on his podcast i'm thankful that he asked me to do it but he goes well you think there's just a memo and all them follow i go we've seen that over and over again right that there is a memo put out like and you know with this russian thing right now it's like i think msnbc the people own it are purposely trying to push out uh centralist liberals by just going so crazy on this Russian thing, Russian thing, Russian, and everyone's going, there's nothing there, or that's not to the extent that you think it is. Did Russia try to influence the election? I'm sure, because of sanctions, they'd like somebody who would be like, kind of listen to them. I'm not against that, right? But this notion that they went in and like it was this evil thing that's done, when you could break down why Hillary lost, she didn't get the black vote because of the crime bill of 1994, 1996. She didn't get the women vote. She didn't get the Midwest because of free trade. You know, there's reasons why we could go she didn't win. But this push on the Russian to the point where I can't even watch the channel anymore. I used to watch it all the time. It's like maybe they're throwing the fight to get even more chaos into the left. I think that it's it, it, it must be people who are just so desperate, at, A, because they still can't face reality about why Trump won. I mean, we're talking about people who don't even acknowledge the reality in this country. They don't acknowledge the poverty levels, the homelessness. They just literally live in either Chelsea, Washington, D.C., and they are just surrounded by their friends and it's all about access to them so they know exactly their role it's the Piers Morgans it's the Larry Kings it's the people who know exactly how to climb the ladder these people are not like journalists who are trying to go after the truth because I always use this example at RT I was able to push the editorial freedom where I was actually speaking out against Putin keeping my job these people could do the same thing anyone at MSNBC or BuzzFeed Daily's anyone can go to their editor and say I'm not going to cover this anymore and if you make me, I'm going to walk out. 
But they do you think they'll get fired? I, I, I don't. I think that they can push editorial freedom in the network if they wanted to. Um, that's the thing. I feel like they just don't care, or they just know, or they're just careerists, and they just know either the Russia shit sells, um, or they actually believe it because they're living in complete denial in about bubble. the Trump. Yeah, about the Trump presidency. It, it's very bizarre to me because even if you do believe that Russia influenced the election, how big of a story is is the hacking of Podesta's email? Yeah. I mean, how big is that compared to, compared to climate change, compared to fucking Yemen, where three times as many people that died in the Holocaust are at risk, risk of starving to death by the end of the year so even if you believe that russia did this as a journalist how could you possibly take that story and weigh it up here and just like cover it every day all day i don't get that imagine if you know it's not true and you're still doing oh. it <laughs> well as conspiracy theorists we always point to operation mockingbird i mean right. you being of someone of mm -hmm. legitimacy would you say there's evidence that it's still reverberating to this day which oh, god yeah for those that don't me? know operation mockingbird is basically uh, uh, u.s intelligence planting their people within the uh the Newspapers. media not only their people but making deals putting people who basically will play to whatever the intelligence agencies want within the rank and file of the media well it's really interesting how Op operation mockingbird has evolved because now you have just kind of a rotating cast of generals of defense contractors of these people who you don't even know who the hell they are and they're the ones who are commenting and giving their takes about why we need regime change and why we need to overthrow all these people and you just trust what you're watching you have no idea who the fuck these people are what their interests are and then when it comes to the kind of the, the neoliberal like editorials and all these opinion pieces and stuff they always just refer this is why like i always say um you know i i am an opinion journalist and i'm really proud of that because i think objectivity is bullshit and i'd much rather know where someone's coming from than have to tiptoe around like who are you quoting these these think tank people brookings and atlantic in institute and shit and all these people Again, on the boards of those are defense contractors and, and giant C, like right. corporate yeah. CEOs. Right. And right. so they just defer to them and they're like, well, this guy said this. And so once you kind of understand the formula, um, Operation Mockingbird is so pervasive still, but it's, but it's almost in plain view. Right. You when know, they plainly take yeah. uh, John Brennan, John, what's it, John A. Brennan? Yeah. And they signed him. Right. I mean, this is a man who greenlit all 19 hijackers. Yeah. And then he's sitting there talking to Trump. And, you know, again, like we can read like Trump. What I don't like about Trump is what I don't like about all presidents. Right. So I'm not going to single out him in this better, worse, that or anything like that. But when he's calling out how you're going to do damage to the nation, dude, you literally greenlit all 19 hijackers, when you were told not to, that it would be not a good idea, that they'd be up to no good, you still greenlit it. And it's like, now you're sitting here telling us policy and nobody's checking you on this thirst for war. I mean, Rachel Maddows, I oh mean, you God. see these moments with her where she's like, well, do we have to buy? Like this human pops out in her yeah. and then she, it just gets eaten up and she just keeps pushing hard. And what we have here, she plays to the left. She's an attractive lesbian. My words, not yours. <laughs> she's a... <laughs> attractive lesbo and everybody fucking loves her because she fits into that thing right. that they love on that side because you know and I, I talk about it on the podcast before it's it's really it's disgusting when you judge an entire group oh I don't like black people that's disgusting we've looked at that well it is 
dangerous to think this group of people is automatically good politically because like when they look at Hillary like oh she's a woman right a woman can right. do it different a woman women have a heart they love well so you're like bizarre. at that level you're she's not your grandma she's not your mom you know you're look you're putting these you're transforming these the transmitting these feelings on the someone you've never met before yeah Rachel Maddow just validates the neuroses of this entire sect of people but but honestly it's so fake you guys because i just saw a gallup poll from june asked about you know what what problems in america do you feel are most important russia didn't even register as a percentage point that's how small it was in the responses of people i mean immigration war all the the economy of course was number one because people are fucking you know half the country's living paycheck to paycheck so that was really really insightful to me no matter how much they are trying to make this a thing people are not buying it you know, like you said, people, when they look around, Russia is not who's killing unarmed black people in the street. Yes. Russia is not why you are living paycheck to paycheck and why you don't have $1,000 in your bank account. That's not Russia. So, um, now, and where are the police? Remember, we had an epidemic of cops being shot by white, uh, black youth being shot by white cops. I mean, you couldn't go two days without a new video. Mm-hmm. Not nothing. I haven't seen one video, and I'm not trying to belittle that thing because it is disgusting. Mm-hmm. We need to check power, you know. But where is? Where are those videos? Well, where did they go? The they next election. That's when you start getting race. You got to get race going, you know. So it's it's cycles. So you'll see it in another year and a half. It'll, but it'll why switch. isn't it going on right now? You remember when there were Nazis under everybody's bed? There were uh, cops shooting unarmed black people left and right. It's just like this constant like. It does seem like there's like a civil war brewing. I mean, it really does. And then with Trump pardoning like the Joe Arpaios and the Bundy militia people, I mean, he's almost giving a nod saying like, you you know, if any shit goes down, we want a violent insurrection and I want you guys. To it's unbelievable, I mean, it's dude. Unreal. And then, and then to your point about the neoliberals and all these people who are fomenting all of these things when it's politically convenient for them at the same time. All of the Democrats just laid down like a carpet, voted for a near trillion dollar defense budget. $70 billion was an increase just in the, the last year. And that is actually even more than Russia's entire military budget. Their entire military budget. That was just an increase in one year that the Democrats just handed Trump. Do you think that the U.S. military has basically become the uh, the stormtroopers for the uh, international bankers? Like, oh, we're yeah. basically used to kick in doors, blaze four fours. And a lot of this stuff is so we don't we don't pay attention to the fact that our sons and daughters are really going to fight banker wars. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we use the military as a, a garrison for the banks. That's literally exactly what the, the empire is. I mean, a, a capitalism and empire is expansionist. So, of course, as we need to, you know, um, capitalist c- capitalist powers are competing with one another. That's, I think, why we're at odds with Russia now. Um, and eventually, we're going to be at odds with China. That's what Trump keeps talking about. And um, and yeah, as empires expand, they need to gobble up resources and continue to grow. And so that's what all these wars are based on. Every country that they're fomenting regime change on has just, they just haven't laid down for international banking interests yet. Oh, and not international. I mean, let's let's be, let's face it. This is U.S. centric. I mean, yeah. it's barely like international or other countries. It's literally well, I, almost all U.S. Well, I, CEOs I, I, and Thanks. Yeah, I, I think it is, but I mean, it's also like, I mean, I feel like the United States and England is like fucking the Terror Dome right. Master Blaster, right? Like, we're the big, mo- <laughs> and we have this tiny British midget on our back telling us to yeah. go do crazy shit, and I feel like 
that's kind of like what we're at. We're the big <laughs> monkey that smashes everything. And Britain, you know, you, the city of London, I don't know if you know about that, how like there's a city mm-hmm. in Britain that is not part of England. It pays no taxes to England. It follows no rules. Whoa. It is like the city of England. Uh, it's called the city of London, excuse me, uh, the, the Vatican mm-hmm. and the UN. Mm. They are part of no country. They pay no law, no no. No, uh, no taxes. They file no laws. They like Britain cannot go in and arrest anybody. Unbelievable, right? Yeah, the Queen has to ask uh, permission to enter, right? And wow. what do what do those wow. three things represent? Uh, the Vatican represents religion. Mm-hmm. The City of London represents what banking, mm-hmm. and the and the UN represents military. Mm-hmm. So th- those are the three way mm-hmm. they control everybody. You know, and those they they own right. they 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 have no masters, and it's so. Interesting. So when you look at like the, we were talking the other day about the the British pound. Like, why is it worth so much money when they have no exports? Mm-hmm. They really have nothing mm-hmm. to ex. Why is it worth so much money? Well, because they got their hands in a lot of shady ass shit. But it's the United States that takes all the heat, as we should, because we're the military that is just bombing the fuck out of like brown people. Oh no, you're right. You're, you're totally right. Like, there's a transnational corporate class who just does not adhere to any borders at all. And and yeah, I mean, the world is their playground, and they can hide in plain sight and or hide all of their finances in these tax havens and you know in Panama or whatever the fuck they're doing. But um, yeah, it's really really crazy. What's going on in Syria? I know uh, mm-hmm. we want to get kind of mm-hmm. into that. Mm-hmm. Yemen, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, anytime I watch any of your videos, I almost always break down and cry. I don't know if it's just because I'm super <laughs> sensitive. Cryer, but man. I, I tell Sam, like, uh, these geopolitics is because right. I have to put myself in position of I have... I have women in my life, aunts, family members, and whatnot, and I see what happens over there, and it doesn't even seem like the same planet. It looks like I'm looking at like a sci-fi. Like I have no connection. We talk about being woke in this community, but I right now you have an option, you have an ability to speak to an American that I I represent America. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on outside of this room, Mm -hmm. and I don't even pretend to know it. That's why I stay away from it. And then when I see it, it depresses me. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just not going to look anymore. That's Until a lot. eventually, someone like someone came in my life and gave me the book Heretic. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is a lot. This is a lot mm-hmm. here, you know? And ever since then, you know, I've the wheels won't stop spinning. And now me and Sam talk about stuff. And I'm like, damn it, you infected me. I was supposed to infect you with like the love hippie and all that shit. But... It's a give and take, so it is. It is. Um, I think that uh, no, it's it's empowering. I, I understand what you're coming from, and I think that we do not have the luxury to be willfully ignorant here because we live in the empire. We're the empire children, and so to be willfully ignorant about what your government is doing and the atrocities it's committing, I, f- I I feel like that's really bad. But of course, it's all by design. You know, we're propagandized from youth and conditioned into thinking that we're actually the best country in the world, that we're the best media, that we have the best elections, and and that we're helping the world and never ask any questions about that. And so once you realize it's actually the opposite, it can be a very, very depressing, um, horrifying thing to go through. But that's why finding community, um, listening to things like this, realizing, you know, getting involved, getting active and, and networking in your community to basically just invigorate yourself because finding those like minds makes it okay and you don't feel isolated because the system obviously isolates you and makes you feel like you can't do shit. Divide and that conquer. you're crazy. You know, if you right. question what the mainstream is saying. Um, but then when you see polls like the one I just mentioned, it makes you realize that it's all a fucking show, man. 
It's all a show. It's all a show. And what, what what's going on, I feel, in our country right now is what happened in Nazi Germany. And when we always look back, we're going, how could you? We right. look at how the did Germans this happen? Go, how did you let that happen? How did you let it happen? You saw it going on mm-hmm. and, you, and you just mm-hmm. let it happen. And the reason is, is because people, in particular in Hollywood, and I have very good friends that, you know, I have to handle with. With with patty cakes, you know, I can't push them too hard because they're really afraid. And what they're afraid of is that, one, they brought these kids into a world of shit, okay? (laughs) And and it's just going to get Mad Max out there, dog. And, dude, that all their hard work and everything they say is all about to go away. And what I'm going to tell them is if you don't say something now, all that's going to come true. Because the petrodollar is about to collapse because everybody's onto it. And what a wonderful way to be able to bribe the world is through fractional reserve banking and the petrodollar. Put a dollar in the bank, I can lend out 10. Now I got funny money and I can I can bribe everybody with all this made up money. And then the petrodollar, I can just keep making money off of oil because it just keeps, we can pump more and more oil. But when you don't engage and you have it's going to be blowback. It is just the nature. It's 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 for all for every action there is a reaction. That's what I don't understand about the Russia hysteria. It's like don't you want to know, you know, the history of US Russian relations? How did we really get here? Where is this all coming from? I mean, it's so fascinating to me. Of course, as uh, you know, host of the Empire Files and the creator of the show, it's all about history. It's all about how the fuck did we get here and how history is repeating itself except now the stakes are a lot higher, obviously, and they keep getting higher. But I just don't understand this historical amnesia um, that we have every time something happens. Um, You mentioned, you know, how did this all start with Putin? We propped up Yeltsin so much. He was basically a a complete puppet of the U.S. Um, We... There's a Newsweek cover that says Yanks to the rescue of Yeltsin holding a little American flag because we were actually bragging back then how we literally helped put Yeltsin in. Not just helped, we made Yeltsin win after the collapse of the Soviet Union. And then there was just a neoliberal fire sale for the IMF for basically just banks. Um, Harvard was involved. I mean, it was insane what happened. Um, life expectancy plummeted. Russia was a fucking shit show um, and, and basically fomented by the U.S., trying to basically um, capitalize on that period of suffering. And then what happened? Well, we thought Putin was going to play along too, and he didn't. He started to counter the Iraq war, and that's when things really started to come to a head with Russia. I mean, it's th- we have a long history. If you really want to get into conspiracies, <laughs> like the Kazarians, man, the Russian Kazarians, that goes way back. You know, we've talked about it, and this might be new to you, but, you know, Abraham Lincoln got helped by Alexander II because Britain and France were going to come in on the side of the South because they wanted centralized banks, and he heard that was going to... So Alexander II said, I'll send Navy boats if you want to go in. It's it's a long long mm-hmm. history of that just why we're banging with Russia and all that stuff it's I just it, it's so interesting like this notion that we're always the good guys you know I posted something mm-hmm. uh, on Instagram and this one comment was like well you know Putin's in Crimea and I forget the other country that he's in and I'm gonna go well he's in two we're in like five countries we're like bombing like countries I don't even know I didn't even know they were countries that we're, <laughs> we're fucking I'm like where are we bombing? Like, I, I couldn't 
spell that name of that country to save my <laughs> fucking life, right? And we're bombing the fuck yeah. out of it. And the guy goes, well, I don't think that that United States is a threat. And I am go, dude, we're the number one Can you threat. imagine not thinking or like actually believing that we're doing good? That's well, stunning. A common theme, I tell Sam, I'm like, imagine trying to break this down to your mom. You know, yeah. and then that that I was talking to someone this week, and they're like, "Well, imagine if everyone over forty died." <laughs> and I was like, That'd "Yeah, what, what would happen?" Because right. the boomers have gotten us here, and you know, Gen Gen X is the first generation to do less than their parents, so it's like, where do we go from here? Is there going to be a peace movement? Are we ever going to get our heads out of our asses? Because the idea that social justice warrior, mm -hmm. that's not peace. Yeah. That's not. That's... Can we get into that in one second? I just want to get, mm -hmm. can you, because, you know, I, I, real quick, your thoughts on Yemen and mm -hmm. then your thoughts on yeah. Syria, and then I want to get yeah. into yeah. that, because that is a really great question. Like, is is this ever going to change? I think it will, but your thoughts on, like, Yemen. I mean, like, yeah. nobody's talking about this. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. As someone who has been to Venezuela and sees just uh, literally every day news outlets calling for regime change openly, saying that there's mass starvation where people are just dying in mass. It's insanity to me that here we have a country, Yemen, which actually is facing a mass famine, where a hundred and like I think thirty six children died every fucking day last year from preventable diseases and or starvation. Ever since the war started in this crazy genocidal blockade, um, millions are at risk of starvation. Um, eight out of, I think, 30 million are starving to death right now. And that number could, I, I think, double by the end of the year if things go as they're going. Saudi Arabia is being, you know, leading this coalition. But as we know, it's being supplied with 100% U.S. weapons and intelligence for the military targets. And every day I read another story about Saudi Arabia bombing a wedding party a funeral, fountains of blood draining down the streets of Yemen on a daily basis, oh targeting God. civilian infrastructure, bridges, ports, on fucking purpose. It's the most criminal thing happening in the world today. Why Yemen? Now, I've heard that because they're supportive of Palestine. Is, or is it so like is Yemen is on the border of Saudi Arabia. Oh. So Saudi hates Iran, right? You have the, the Sunni, the Shia um, oh, yeah. battle, Sunni, uh, Sunnis in Saudi Arabia, Shia, um, and, and so Iran basically is backing the Houthis, the Houthi rebels that are trying to oust the Yemeni and government. They, they make up 35% of the population. Yeah, so they are, you know, to them, they're they're um, embarking on a legitimate, you know, insurrection, and they're backed by a, a, a large percentage of the population. There are people that actually hate the Houthis because they consider them the problem of why Saudi Arabia is relentlessly bombing civilians. So it depends on who you talk to. But yeah, the Houthis are advancing. And, and, and as they are, Saudi Arabia is not necessarily threatened as much by the Houthis as they are by Iran encroaching in Saudi Arabia. And that's why you have the U.S., trying very hard because as we know Iran is is the big prize both with the US and Israel. So that's why we need to crush the Houthis because they do not want them to advance at all because it's all about protecting Saudi. And so that's why Saudi is just bombing the oh, yeah. fuck out of them every day all day. And and I remember even last year they bombed a refugee boat. I'll never forget this. It was it was absolutely insane. The only thing that was left on the boat was just documentation, like UN papers just covered in blood um, of these people just trying to get help. 
it's just unbelievable. Yeah, no, that, no repercussions. Yeah, nothing. And, and well, they, they, someone put out something that was just staggering. A stat that they've MSNBC has mentioned Stormy Daniels mm-hmm. four hundred and fifty-eight times. They've not mentioned Yemen once. Yeah, and this is again going back to the U.S. You don't have the luxury to not talk about this. Like this is what we're doing with our tax dollars. And I just saw finally someone from PBS went there and they had to sneak in in a full niqab because journalists are actually barred from these areas. Saudi Arabia has like completely made it impossible. The Yemeni government working with with these factions have made it impossible for journalists to visit. You cannot get those photos or videos of these kids. Luckily, this woman snuck in, risked life and limb to get these videos. You should see these fucking kids. I mean, this is this is the humanitarian crisis here. Yes. Where's the calls for regime change, Where? guys? Yeah. What What's going on here? I mean, these kids are bloated. They're starving to death on these oh. tables in this hospital. And they're going to fucking millions of them. Millions. And we're complicit as, oh, as we're a nation as to hell. just sit back and allow this to happen. And then let's, I want to get, and you know, and like, let's talk about chocolate Jesus, man. You know, it's like (laughs) fucking Obama, man, this notion that everything was great under Obama. And like, it was a wonderful time in this, this propaganda to get us to be like, oh man, if we just had him back, things would be better. And try, try people who are calling for Bush to come back. They're like, I miss Bush. I'm like, really? You miss Bush? MSNBC, Keith well, Overman apologizing apolo- to Bush? Apologizing that to guy needs an ass beaten. I don't the only thing I miss about Bush is when he dodged that shoe. Yeah. Yeah. That was like my highlight. That was, was like, our you know fucking Bush? Neo from the Matrix moment right there. That was awesome. Um, I wish that it hit him square in the face. Uh, we just, you know, Obama, this whole thing, this rush to basically say Assad gas people, red line, rat line, where we basically, you know, the UN, God bless them. I can't tell sometimes they're good guys or bad guys. You know, they they were started by the Rockefellers, so they, there's a root in evil. But you know, they go in and uh, they test the ke- the chemicals, and it turns out it's not the ones that Assad mm-hmm. had, but it's more likely from uh, uh, L- Libya, where we had assassinated mm-hmm. Mo- uh, Muammar Gaddafi mm-hmm. and raided his war chest and his weapons chest, and the illegal assassination of Muammar Gaddafi, which has led to, in fact, open slave trade auctions, Africans selling Africans. Uh, I saw one rapper talk about it, uh, T.I., that was it. <laughs> I, I haven't seen a Beyonce well, song on it. Again, the linkage of how did this all happen? How did we get here? Why is there a massive refugee crisis? Why is there a massive immigration to the U.S.? Hmm. Could it have anything to do with overthrowing Muammar Gaddafi and yeah. having a failed state in Iraq and Libya? And him wanting and to get off the, the call- Petra. Yeah. Where are all the calls for for regime change and also like humanitarian intervention in those countries from all these people who called to oust and and get a you know bomb the fuck out of them? Where are they now? Do you find it that there are people who are like book smart, like system smart? Like I could write the greatest script. It's so, but then they're like, we Obama's so great, you know, boo Russia, you know, and the, but they, there's no common sense to that, and like they've literally created so the news can like. F- Oh, get upset, get quiet, get upset, get quiet. Like one day we're ready to burn everything. The next day we're all just sitting like, oh, you know, it's 
they've moved on. You know, it's just it's okay. It's something else. It's so it's so weird how programmed we are, right? And how they're not upset at all about any of this, right? It's all time. They don't have time to be upset. Right. Right. We don't do shit all day, Sam. But think about how the <laughs> reptilians are coming for us. Right. The Rothschilds are coming. These you know? bisexual lizard people are just everywhere. They got to go to work. They're trying to raise kids. They're trying to, and they would like to catch the voice and maybe like get a tear with queer eye and the straight guy, and then call it a night. You know, yeah, and then the start it over. It's for sure. To sell those ratings, but in Syria, it's astounding because this is a country that we've been trying to overthrow for years um the arab spring was the perfect opportunity of course and we were on the ground ambassadors were on the ground that week basically fomenting regime change there meddling in syrian affairs we're talking about a country that used to host the most refugees um they hosted the most palestinian refugees um and they were a hub for a lot of people who were seeking refuge back then and so um it's amazing to me now this refugee crisis where the vast majority are syrians and you know, again, this this one sided narrative that we hear about the Syrian war, it is a civil war like half of the people who have died are Syrian soldiers almost. Um, and you never hear that. You just hear the death toll. And it's like, well, Assad has murdered half a million people. It's like, look, look, dude, there's a reason why all of these soldiers continue to sacrifice themselves to fight for Assad. Exactly. For Assad. And to like write that off is very disingenuous. And it's a very complex, complicated situation. But you cannot discount what the U.S. has done to do for that. Sure. I mean, the U if it weren't for the U.S. funneling tens of millions of dollars in weapons to literally al-Nusra, al-Qaeda affiliates there. Well, for sure. It's unbelievable. I just saw that ISIS stockpile... U.S. grade weapons. I mean, they literally have U.S. weapons. You know, and ISIS just murdered 250 Druze um, people in Syria. Where's the media on that? Huh? That's weird. Yep. A giant massacre just happened. Yep. Where's the crocodile tears from Rachel Maddow about that? Just we, the chemical weapons thing, or what? We get a, an argument about Islam and all that stuff. He he has a more theory of uh, it's it's from a a place of war and mm -hmm. domination. But you know, and I'll give let him him have his say on that. But I I'm more of a place like you know we are bombing the fuck out of them over there. We are bombing the fuck out of them. When when I hear Alex Jones, who like hey man, he could do his own thing. God bless him. He got big, you know that big that takes skill and what however he did it's his own thing. That's not my thing. Um, but it's like he talks about Islamic jihadists. I'm like. We literally fund all the radicals. Right. Like, you know, the CIA or the FBI got busted paying some British yeah. uh, uh, PR company to make fake beheading yes. videos that made everybody that go nuts. That story disappeared quick, didn't it? Quickly, right? <laughs> and it's just like, I, I get that maybe Islam isn't perfect. Like we just had on uh, Showtime that this is America and you had Sasha Baron Cohen putting out this thing where he went to this tiny town in Arizona. He's like, we're going to put a 350 million dollar mosque in by you and they flipped out it's like stupid rednecks i go hey sasha i guarantee you'd have the exact same reaction if i found your fucking house and i put a fucking mosque next to it too it's like it's like it's it's just how it is man it's like we've painted them as the bad people but we've fucking bombed the shit out of them Oh, absolutely. Even the 19 hijackers were like on the payroll of the Saudis and were allowed in by the U.S. government. It's just like Bandar Bush. They called him Bandar Bush. That's how close he was to the Bush administration. I mean, Michael Moore's documentary, people need to rewatch that shit because that alone is insane. Just 
even if you don't even want to get into anything else about 9-11, just the fact that they flew out the Bin Laden family immediately when all the other planes were grounded. Why is that? Why is that that Bandar Bush was so close to, to Bush? Why is it that the Saudi family actually funneled through a fake charity money to the hijackers? Why is that? 100%. And then they took all the, all, like, what, the 26 pages or the... Or, 28, yeah. Yeah. And then and then the PDBs, that famous PDB where Condoleezza Rice said Bin Laden determined to strike within the U.S. And everyone was like, oh, my God, how did you ignore that? Well, it turns out that it was dozens and dozens and dozens of memos saying... Fucking red lights flashing, bro. Right, right. Where are you at? Right, right. So that that's amazing too. Like that story got buried as well. It's like how how is it that you could just miss that one? Well, every false flag <laughs> isn't the problem getting the information. It's acting on the information to the point where you're like, yeah, exactly. well, they're purposely not acting on right. the information. Right. Every one of these false flags we've had with all these shootings, there is an FBI. We just did an episode on FBI CIA connection that they didn't stop it. They actually just sat back and then they come in. Sometimes they actually even, uh, hold on, they even, uh, <laughs> they even like encourage the people to do it. And then they, right before something's about to go down, they arrest and be like, look, we got him. Look what we did. And then it turns out they've been talking this guy forever. Thought. No, yeah, I totally agree in terms of like the Muslim entrapment where we have FBI goons just trying to foment and literally cause terrorist attacks. But as far as the mass shootings, I that I do I've not seen any evidence that those are staged and I don't understand the motive. Like what are they doing that for if okay. these mass shootings are staged? Okay, this is this is kind of going to be the fun part. See, goes back to earlier what we had talked about. We are the stormtroopers mm-hmm. of the international bankers, right? Our military is the ones who go everywhere. At some point people are going to wake up to that. Some people are, are going to wake up that our sons and daughters are being sent out to slaughter for uh, international purposes. You know, when you pay your taxes, right, who do you pay your taxes to? Do you the know? Empire. To who? The, the military. To the IRS, right? Yeah. Is the IRS a, a U.S. government department? I Probably not. It's not. Probably it's a private, private, private entity. <laughs> private entity. Ran by the IMF and the, uh, yeah. uh, the WBO. You're paying taxes to foreigners right. who like who control our military. At some point, people are going to be tired of this. And they're going to want to go to the streets and stop. At that point, if there's no guns, if nobody has guns, we're not going to be, be able to fight back. Look at the Palestinians. Look at the uh, peaceful protesters in North Dakota. This is all about getting guns. I mean, like North Dakota, man, they practice police like shifts on they would send different mm-hmm. police departments to practice how to deal with rioters on those guys they had no guns they how had are nothing. we gonna fight sound weapons and tanks and nukes and shit with guns you know what I mean it's like we don't have the military is so advanced now that yes. we are so you're talking DARPA this is why I yeah, tell every like, redneck that tells me pants before you even like leave the house right, like, you would right, be immobilized right. be like Ugh. but the point is this is there will be a time where people will be like I can't take this anymore and all the marching ain't gonna do shit that's my opinion I hope it never comes but there will be a time and it is my opinion that this stuff is meant to de-arm the the, the military well, uh, doing a population. poor job at it man you can't <laughs> seem to pass a goddamn thing to right to- <laughs> right i mean if you just take like why do they hit certain places why do they hit schools because it's emotional why do they hit churches and this country music place well who's the most adamant for the second amendment the conservatives well they love country music and going to church it's like to let you know you're not safe anywhere and that's a conspiracy 
see that you know you don't have to necessarily sign on to. That is my uh, personal opinion itself. Um, <laughs> I would love to get into some conspiracies. Yeah. With you. Throw them at me. Uh, let's just get conspiracies. Have fun with it. The moon. What do you think? Did we go to the moon? Uh, yes, I think that we have been. We went to the moon. Yeah. Okay. Let's go rapid fire. Okay. Uh, JFK. Official JFK. story? No, definitely not. You think there was a conspiracy into that? Yes, 100%. Uh, CIA? So I think that Federal the whole, I, I agree with Oliver Stone's take, which is, you know, there's a famous thing where he's like, who could have covered it up? You know, the right, mob couldn't right, have covered right, it up. Right, and that, right, and really right. that's where it ends. That's the government had to be involved if there was a cover up. Right. You know, so even if it was, was it one shooter or multiple shooters, I think that, you know, even Sirhan Sirhan, we're talking about there's there's evidence of more gunshots and more bullets and stuff. So I, I don't know um, about the shooters, but I just don't think that Lee Harvey Oswald. The story holds. Acted, yeah, the story the holds. definitely has holes in Clinton it. Clinton crime family. Are you into the Clinton crime family? Multiple deaths, uh, people who are going to... Um, testify against him like just in New Jersey this woman was supposed to testify in a day or two and her mm. house just blew up the, uh, <laughs> no, the, um, the uh, family the pharmaceutical billionaire family in uh, in uh, Canada that was like everybody said they got broken into or or he killed his wife mm. and then more information came out and they were basically hung by red scarves from the top of their stairs uh, arms tied behind mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. do you believe in any of that like there's a kill list so stuff. there's there's uh 47 deaths attributed to the clinton family going all the way back to arkansas 11 of them are bodyguards wow 11 that's bodyguards crazy. are dead that's crazy of unnatural and very weird circumstances yeah like they like to park their car on a train tracks and then tie their shoe in the trunk there's a woman who worked for the Bush family named Bertha Champagne, who was like a maid, and then she was smashed in the door. And somehow the car just turned on. It happens all <laughs> it happens the time. All, all the time. They need to recall those cars, man. They just turn on. And lizard smash people. people. <laughs> Do you believe in the bisexual lizard people? No. I believe in aliens. I just don't believe oh, that they're do. controlling you do. Of That's course, right. Who the if you don't believe in aliens, you are a moron. Well, okay, are, are aliens from not? are aliens from uh from outer space or from another dimension? That's that's a really interesting one. You know, the 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 whole like interdimensional thing or or things that you know could UFOs be the the slip in the time space continuum of different things from other dimensions yeah i mean it's really interesting i think that we have not explored um physics in in a way that we can understand shit like that yet have you ever contacted an entity in a psychedelic state uh i saw yeah when i was on dmt once i saw these giant shapes that were like you know it's the whole you know the shit that you see oh, on yeah, 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 but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah i felt like it was like the benign alien forces yeah. out there that were you know and i was just this small point on the grid but any thought and simulation theory that we live in a computer program like matrix oh, the holographic style. Yeah. universe uh i mean <laughs> who the fuck knows yeah man. I guess anything like that's possible if you can theoretically, you know, if it's theoretically possible. I love it. Uh, last one, because I know, yeah. uh, you know, we're in this hot box and I'm so thankful you came on. Uh, I've heard you talk about Pedogay on Rogan before. You yeah. don't seem to be into that as more and more stuff comes out about Hollywood and these this 
these people accused of uh, pedophilia for uh, quite a while now. Uh, nobody's made these guys have made no kind of um, uh, response to it. Uh, this one woman has accused certain people allegedly of doing this. They've never sued her to be quiet or anything like that. Oh, have you had any thoughts on that? I know because on Rogan, you yeah. guys kind of talked about Well, it. actually, I've not talked about this yet, but someone, this is fucking insane, you guys. Uh, someone that I knew in college, I just found out, uh, is in jail for pedophilia oh. for the rest of his life. And so after that, I kind of did went headfirst in the rabbit hole. Oh. And I have been doing so much research on how rampant pedophilia really is. And it is absolutely the most disturbing shit oh you will ever God. look into. Like, it here's is. the thing. Um, I, you know, the the attribution to be like, you know, they're running a, a secret dungeon in the the Comet Pizza and stuff. Well, that's I mean, there are to weird. This, there this, are weird. Oh, there's weird shit about the James Oliphantus oh, like, for Instagram sure. and stuff. But but yeah, in terms of just in general, now I feel like I'm awakened to actually a whole other world I that we ignore. It. We totally tune that shit out. And if we actually like acknowledged how rampant and how like normalized this is, um, not even normalized. I mean, it's so like not normalized that you can't even talk about right. it, you know. Um, but I think that we should because there's a lot of people. I think that there's been studies done that it could be like two percent of men are pedophiles or and, and women. So it's very disturbing. Um, but yeah, the the there is crazy shit like that. You know, there's truth. There's kernels of truth in every conspiracy. Yeah. So with the pedogate shit, it's like there are kernels of truth that have. And there's also like a this. movement to discredit it very early, and especially since Obama passed the you know the uh, allowed to pro use propaganda against. The you know the U.S. population they made it legal. I mean and they were doing it anyways, mm -hmm, but now it's mm -hmm. like you can't sue them or there's no legal thing. So the the stuff put out about oh it happening in the basement there at a pizza shop. I, I mean I could show you like the weird connection between that pizza shop, the pizza shop, oh, yeah, best of pizza. I've seen the yeah the, yeah and all the symbols crazy. and stuff. It's it's weird as shit. That here's what I really don't like about this whole pedogate shit is that people are using it. And I've actually talked to two different taxi drivers who I've started talking about politics with, and they bring that up. They're like, Trump is ar arresting pedophiles and actually doing mass raids of like pedo yeah. factories and shit. I was like, that's not true at all. And, and, and you know, as I talk more and more to people who are basically it Trump it? sick. No, of course not. You think Trump is arresting pedophiles? Trump has basically tapped into conspiracy culture and he's just playing a man. They know the dog whistles. Roger Stone and him know exactly how to play that card. They aren't doing shit. He dog whistled to 9-11 Truth. Yeah. He went on Alex Jones. He said he knows who brought down the buildings and all that stuff. And then he's tight with the Saudis. He just sold a, you know, the biggest weapons deal of all time. So yeah. he, I think that conspiracy culture, I've never seen kind of an adulation for a sitting president from conspiracy theorists. And that... I find very disturbing that people are actually worshiping the CEO of yeah. the empire yeah. who is overseeing all this shit and yeah. thinking that he's like on their Maybe side. Maybe it's the opposite of what Obama is, where we looked at him as black Jesus and that he couldn't do no wrong. Then we're kind of real quick before. Yeah, we no, go. I'm I want to uh, Pfizer, the Pfizer bill. Do you do you think this is a giant thing in that? Um, they basically wiretapped an elected president. Is it is it Watergate type bad? I mean, like. Here's Hillary. She owes that. It's amazing how as soon as she lost the election, the Clinton Foundation shut down. But 
you know, she loses this election. They're like, oh, fuck, we owe everybody favors because they bought into this thing. They wired Carter Page, used to work for the Clinton election, uh, the uh, transition team. Uh, Manafort gets a, gets a, um, uh, indicted on stuff he did for the Podesta group, mm-hmm. you know, and then mm-hmm. Flynn is like indicted but hasn't been accused of, uh, like basically been uh, sentenced. It's like everything's kind of, Old stuff that isn't actually about this whole um, uh, rigging the election, and that you know they white. I mean, if you look at what Hillary did, she technically could be not technically, but she could be the biggest loser in the history of competition. Oh, she is. Like yeah. she had, she had the media. <laughs> she picked her opponent. Yeah. She wiretapped yep. them. She had spies, and she still lost. Yeah, she's still lost. She's still lost, and that should show you everything about how Trump is not on our side. Because you really think. That the, whoever is, you know, obviously the multinational corporations and the bankers and all these people like they the deep state is thriving on Trump's presidency. He's like the de facto arms salesman in chief, you know, selling these weapons and stuff. And we know at the end of the day, as long as banks and defense contractors are making profit, no one's fighting the fucking deep state. Yeah. But I absolutely I mean, that's the thing. The genius of Trump is that he does say the truth a lot. And, um, you know, him talking about the wiretapping thing. I mean, yeah, like we were wiretapping everyone. When I heard that story, I was like, why are they mocking him so much about this? Because this is going to backfire once again. (laughs) It's like we're wiretapping everyone. Why would he be any different? Like, I just never understood that. And also this Putin, the the Helsinki summit, when everyone lost their collective shit, um, when he said that he didn't trust the intelligence agencies. I mean, look, he's going to undermine his, the legitimacy of his victory. Yeah. We know how important that shit is to me. His electoral college map on his wall. Yeah. He's going to stand up there and be like, yeah, you're right. Russia did this. Yeah. Like, you guys are out of your mind. It doesn't mean that he's being puppeted by Putin or that they colluded. It just means that he has a fucking ego. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be like, yeah, th- this happened. Even if it, you know, even if he thought that it did or whatever. So that was just insane to me, too. But again, he speaks the truth in a lot of ways like like in terms of the server he's like where is the server how yeah. come how come we didn't analyze the are server and people, are, and people are like oh you don't know how the internet works yeah. and saying like oh you you don't know that you could take a copy of the server no i mean the the fact is that crowdstrike is a private intelligence firm that was hired by the dnc yeah and they were in control of the chain of of the custody of yeah. evidence yeah so why is that? Why was a private intelligence firm hired that's partisan? Yeah. Why didn't they just give it over to the FBI? So Mueller put the head of CrowdStrike it's just crazy. as the assistant director of the FBI's uh, cyber security. Like, they wow. work together. Wow. <laughs> right? And so when Trump says this stuff, it just reinforces the whole fake news phenomenon. And people will just revert back to that, you know. And what I hate, though, is that we're in these camps now where it's like tribalism and yeah. reptile brain is yeah. taken over. Yeah. Where it's either the lizard, people. the lizard people have taken over, where it's the mass hallucinations. Everything's Russia or everything is fake news. And it's it's really tough to kind of sort through that. Have you been following the – and this will wrap it up here. The Wan brothers, have you been following any of that story? On Like this – story to me represents the amount of corruption that is in Washington Mm DC whether you think Trump is fighting it or not but it is something that he is maybe up against is that the Wan brothers are the IT for Debbie Wasserman Schultz several like 60 other uh, politicians in Washington DC turns out they were they had all the passwords to everything and they were stealing all their information off their computer selling it to Pakistan and so they're on trial and guess who is the uh, district attorney that is trying the Wan brothers 
Debbie Wasserman Schultz. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, it's almost. It's her brother. Oh my God, Steve Wasserman. Wow. Is basically oh, how yep. nice. Yeah, it's a big old circle jerk. But that it? is the level of corruption at oh, every it's, level. It's entrenched to the teeth. I mean, it's really, really amazing. This is why I believe it's a simulation because it's really <laughs> shitty writing. You know what I mean? Like right, this, you can't make. It. <laughs> well, uh, I think you're wonderful. I root, I follow you. I, I root for you. You're doing you're doing the Lord's work. Thank you. So uh, the much. fact you'd even come on our little show is like amazing. We've been giddy. Everybody who listens been giddy. We're all big fans of yours we yeah. really appreciate you why don't you keep safe and you know uh we do live shows yeah we would love for you to be, be a so guest fun. in our live show and Let's just talk it. mad shit with us Let's and it. muck it up and we do like it we're doing it all over the place and we'd love to have you come out and uh, i want you to have a great voyage on thank your little you trip much. thank you so enjoy much. it please let us know if you see anything cool and uh abby martin we love you and thank you for coming on thanks so much you guys it was a lot of fun thank you thank you thanks so much